I'm not allowed to go on holidays anymore because I just come back sick every time. St. <clears throat> Paul wants us to be free from anxiety. But then he says, if a man is married, he's anxious. And if a man is unmarried, he's anxious. And if a woman is unmarried, she's anxious. And if she's married, she's anxious. So what does he want? Does he want us to be free from anxiety? Or does he recognize that we're just anxious? And then sometimes some of us get anxious because we're anxious. And we're anxious that we're anxious about being anxious. What do we do with anxiety? <clears throat> the reality is, is that we cannot avoid anxiety. It's part of being human. From a natural perspective, anxiety is the thing that is our response to what we cannot know and what is uncertain to us. <coughs> because we're limited as human beings, we will always have anxiety because we cannot know everything and we cannot be certain about everything. From a Christian perspective, we have anxiety because anxiety is the reality that things are not yet fulfilled. That as Christians, fulfillment is only found with God in heaven for eternity. And so until that point, there is a degree of anxiety in us and an anxious anticipation of that fulfillment. <coughs> so what do we do with anxiety? Anxiety can be more than just that, though. It can be very problematic. The Centre for Addiction and Mental Health out of Toronto did a survey of Canadians in the last year, and 25% of people in Canada indicate that they deal with moderate to severe anxiety. And if you look at the category of just 18 to 39-year-olds, that percentage jumps up to 33%. That means one in four Canadians deal with moderate to severe anxiety. <clears throat> and in the 18 to 39-year-old category, one out of every three people struggle with moderate to severe anxiety. That sounds like a problem. So what do we do? What do we do with anxiety? If, if we can't get rid of it, how do we deal with it? How do we make sure it doesn't get out of control? And how do we walk through it if we can't eliminate it? Because part of the problem with anxiety is it doesn't feel very nice. And so we want to get rid of it. Just like anger, all those emotions that we don't like feeling, we want to get rid of them. But if we're willing to acknowledge that I can't get rid of them, then how do I walk through them? Our faith has something to offer in that regard. <clears throat> the first is being willing to acknowledge that sin increases our anxiety. Why? One of the reasons that we talk about sin all the time as Catholics and our need to grow in holiness and away from sin is that sin divides us. And we hear that <clears throat> very concretely in the gospel today with the man possessed. When the man possessed comes into the synagogue, he cries to Jesus, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? That when somebody is possessed, they are quite literally divided between their true self, who they are, and the spirit that is possessing them. They're divided. Jesus wants to make them whole. But every sin that we commit divides us. And maybe the easiest sin to think about in how that divides us might be lying. When we lie, we have divided ourselves 
from the lie we have said and the truth that is. Those are now two different things. And now I live divided between the lie that I want to perpetrate and the truth of who I am. But then it doesn't stop there. Because then I have to make the distinction between who I have told the lie to and who I haven't told the lie to. And then we all know that sometimes when you tell a lie, in order to keep the lie, you need to tell another lie on top of that lie, and now you've divided yourself again. And then you have to keep in mind for yourself when you're going about your life, in what circumstance, in what relationships have I told this lie, and where have I not? And now we've divided ourselves again. But every sin divides us in a certain way. Pretty sure I've told you this before, but when you look at the root of the word holiness, it comes from the same root as health, which is to be made whole. The pursuit of holiness in the Christian life is to be made whole, which is moving away from sin that divides us and be allowing ourselves to be put back together again. That when St. Paul is talking about anxiety, the reason that he wants us not to be anxious is so that we can have, the word he uses is translated either unhindered or undivided devotion to God. Because if sin is what divides us and God is what unites us, Anxiety is where we are divided, and undivided devotion is where we are at peace and made whole. And so the more that we eradicate sin out of our life, the more the anxiety that comes from our own choices and our own will subside. But then if we go back to the start, there is some anxiety that we cannot get rid of because it's part of being human. So what do we do with that? If I can't will that anxiety away, what does my faith offer me in walking through that anxiety? A number of years ago, I was hiking in the mountains with a friend of mine, kind of a rather gruff, stoic character. And at a certain point in the hike, the trail cut across these three avalanche chutes. So the trail was kind of carved into the side of those chutes. And so my friend walked ahead of me because the mountain kind of curved around, so I hung back to take a really cool picture of him hiking across the avalanche chutes. And when he got about halfway through the first one, the ground gave out from underneath one of his feet. And he panicked. And he plastered himself to the mountain, and he didn't move. And so I came to see what happened and made my way to him. And as I got closer to him, I was trying to talk to him, and he wasn't even acknowledging my presence. As I got closer, I could hear that he was just saying Hail Marys over and over again really, really fast. But it was really hard to even get him to acknowledge that I was there because his panic attack was just fixating him that he was going to die, which he wasn't. Because even if his, both his feet gave out, yeah, he would have slid a long way down that avalanche chute. It would have been difficult to get back up, but he was not actually in danger of death. But that didn't matter to him. What I ended up having to do is I had to climb around him on the mountain to get on the other side of him, and I had to take him by the hand, and the only way that he was willing to move anywhere was if I placed my foot somewhere first and then told him exactly where to put his foot next. And that was the only way that I could get him to take steps forward. And so over the next two avalanche shoots, I held his hand, I planted my feet, 
He followed my feet and we made our way across. And then we didn't speak to each other for the next hour because two men holding hands and walking across was a little bit awkward. <clears throat> but what do we do through that anxiety? It's a reminder to us that we are dependent beings. Part of what increases our anxiety is when we think that we are alone and when we have to do it alone. As Christians, we acknowledge all the time, every day, I am a dependent being. I need to be led through life. I don't find my way through life. And we hear that first with Moses in the first reading. Moses is the prophet in the Old Testament. He is the prophet that helps lead the people out of slavery in Egypt. Anybody else could have stood up at any time and said, hey guys, slavery kind of stinks. Why don't we get out of here? But they didn't. Moses was the voice that led them out. Moses led them into the desert. Moses led them through the desert to the promised land. They needed Moses to walk through every stage that they went through. In the gospel today, Jesus is the voice that leads the man possessed out of possession into wholeness again, to be made holy. And we hear that with the people that remark he speaks with such authority that his voice is different than the voice that they hear from their scribes, their own teachers, but the voice of Jesus is one that is leading them to a deeper or renewed understanding of how do we walk through life. But here's the thing, even with Moses and the Israelites in the desert, there are a number of times while they're in the desert where the people grumble and go, why don't we just go back to Egypt? At least in Egypt, we got good food. Here we got this manna stuff and we barely ever get any meat and it's hard to find water. Why don't we go back to slavery? Because sometimes the anxiety that we are living seems preferable to the anxiety of getting out of it. And so we settle for the anxiety that we're living through because the anxiousness of the unknown and the uncertain reality that lies on the other side of anxiety is too much for us to take any step forward. Just like my friend having a panic attack on the mountain. We don't move. We stay fixated there even though we are overly anxious in whatever it is that we have to deal with. We just stay planted in that anxiety because we are need to admit I am a dependent person. I need to be led through this. I can't find my way through this. Anxiety is part of being human. We will be unfulfilled until we are with God. Some of that anxiety we can mitigate and lessen because sin will divide us and increase that anxiety in our life. We have the choice of what we want to do with that. Some anxiety we don't have the choice to eliminate. It will be part of our life. But Jesus is the one to help us decide what the next step is. He doesn't tell us, here's how you get there. He says, here's the next step. Are you willing to take it? Taking us by the hand and one step at a time. We are reminded of this whole reality every time we come to Mass. There is a prayer that is called the embolism, which is the prayer that comes right after the Our Father that the priest prays that actually captures all of this together. And so I'm gonna finish with that prayer 
And then just keep it in mind when it comes up at Mass in just a few moments from now. After we finish the Our Father, the priest prays, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs>